Welcome to the Intuitive Skies, here to help you cultivate your spirit, where you'll find magic, mystery, and sometimes a bit of mayhem. And now your hosts from IntuitiveSkies.com. Hi, this is Katie, and I'm here with Beth Ann Harrington, and we are today going to be talking about non-comparison and Beth Ann, you can find at readingsbyba.com, and that's also on Facebook. You can find her Facebook page there as well, and I would highly encourage you to, if you'd like some private time with a session with her, um, she's an excellent medium. So welcome, Beth Ann. Uh, thank you, Katie, and welcome to all of our listeners, and I'm here with Katie Starnes. She can be found at katiestarns.com or intuitiveskies.com, and she's available for readings as well. And I also have the Facebook page, which is, of course, Katie Starnes on Facebook and Pinterest and everywhere else, which you'll find on my site. Uh, let's see. So today, um, we always start out with the most embarrassing moment of the week, but this week is different, I think, just because we're, we're getting ready to celebrate the holiday of the birth of Jesus Christ. So with that in mind, I thought I would share something that was a little bit more on the miraculous side, which I thought was really cool. Um, so basically, I always look for three signs in my own life to kind of guide me and help me make my decisions that I know that they're coming from the divine and not from my ego. And what had happened was I'd been having some problems with my sleeping patterns and and such. So the first sign was, oh, I just I was very, very fatigued and just beyond tired. And then the second thing that happened was a client had come to me and I had read for her once before, and she wanted me to meet her daughter. And when she came, before she came, I had remembered her talking about her having sleep apnea and having to use a CPAP machine. And I thought that was pretty interesting that I had been having these fatigue things, so the idea of sleep apnea and having a sleep study and all that kind of came to me after talking to her. And miraculously enough, it was not her that brought it up to me. It was actually her daughter coming through on the other side, but in my memory, it was so she was the person talking, and it was it was extremely interesting. And even without my husband um, knowing anything about this, he ended up recording me sleeping, which was all kinds of fun to see myself sleeping and snoring. Oh joy! <laughs> so I guess that is a little bit embarrassing. Um, but you know, it all served its purpose. So now I'm signed up for a sleep study, and thank you, spirit, and spirit of this young lady that came through to help me with that and make me sure that that got you know I got the message loud and clear. Very cool. That's just one of the crazy things that can happen with mediumship. Oh, I love hearing stories like that. I'm so glad that you're going to get that looked at and hopefully be sleeping peacefully and soundly shortly. Yeah. I love those stories. You know, not waking up 18,000 times a night. (laughs) Um, So, you know, and, and it's like, I guess I can tie that into today's topic in that I am authentic, okay with, the fact that if there's an issue, I don't care. I'll talk about it to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, my life is an open book. I don't feel like I need to authentically, I can stand in my power and be me and be proud of, yeah, it's got this problem or that problem, but that doesn't make me a bad person. It just makes me a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so being authentic and not allowing the idea of the outside world to impact me, the world is shallow until you start digging. Make sense? Absolutely. Very. 
Yes, it's definitely ego-based. And I think you had mentioned your Pinterest earlier, but speaking of Pinterest, Mm -hmm. what were your your thoughts about authenticity on on that? Oh, Pinterest, well, I would say that, I mean, obviously, just like anything, the, the photos are going to be absolutely perfect. I love going on there and getting ideas, DIY stuff. I love doing DIY stuff. However, I find that if I'm trying to follow somebody else's ideas or their photo, it's not going to work for me. Um, basically, I have to follow my own ideas, my own path, and it always turns out better that way for me. So I love the photos, but you know that nobody house is perfect. Uh, a lot of people think that people actually live like that, and I can tell you, based on my life and the millions of homes that I've been in, nobody's home is perfect. Everybody thinks their house is the dirtiest. I owned a cleaning service for 20-plus years for businesses and homes, and every single person, I don't care if it was Martha Stewart herself, every person thought that their home was the most dirty and the most disarranged home that was ever made. So that's kind of my opinion. What do you think? Well, I'm personally not on Pinterest, but my favorite thing having to do with Pinterest is what I've seen um, pictures that are Pinterest fails. So you'll see the original picture and it's supposed to be like this beautiful cake or something like that. And then the person (laughs) will try to do it and it'll be, just ridiculous and awful and then they'll post a you know the Pinterest fail so that to me is authentic somebody being authentic like you know what I tried to do this and I didn't pull it off (laughs) right because yeah I would do the same thing there's no way oh yeah like DIY stuff it's a joke it's like I've got all these ideas I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this and I'm actually in the middle of a project of a DIY I'm not posting it on Pinterest because I don't think my bathroom's all that in a bag of nuts but right now, it looks like somebody spreads chalk all over the counters, and it looks horrible. So I don't know. This might or might not work out. Either way, I'm getting myself a new vanity. <laughs> um, and what do you think about Facebook, Bethann? Because, I mean, do you think that it's real? What do you think about what you see on Facebook? Well, I think it's very selective. And it right. depends on what, what – it can – you can look at it a couple of different ways, either what the person wants to portray or what they're comfortable mm-hmm. sharing with people right, that they may right. or may not know very well. Right, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to post everything about my life. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and take a selfie of myself with my hair up looking ridiculous. I'm, you know, I look, I guess, pebbles from the Flintstones come to mind. And, you know, your face is like the drool you know, that's dried on the side of your face and, <laughs> you know, you've got your crazy looking pajamas on or whatever. And, you know, we're not always gussied up. We're human. I don't want to wear makeup all the time. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, without without my ugly aid, as I so lovingly call it, I might not look so great some days, you know. <laughs> but that's normal. Those photos are photoshopped um, a lot of times. It's so funny to me when I see people that have these glowing, white, perfect teeth. And you know in person that they're not like that. I know people that have those teeth, but then there's people that don't. And I've done it to myself before, and I just, like, made a caricature of myself. It was so on purpose. You know, and I'll do some crazy stuff like that, like on purpose. Um, like kind of making fun of other people that are so into 
teeth whitening and stuff. It's just like, okay, um, one glass of coffee and one glass of wine, and that's all done. <laughs> um, so right. I don't know. I, I think that, yeah, I mean, we do edit what we show the world, but I think some people go over the top with that, and it's all ego-based in a lot of ways, which is why I'm really not on Facebook too often anymore. But what I what I do know is that when we compare ourselves to others, it's pretty much death of the soul. And it, it can start to tell you, you, you think. I mean, it can start to affect how often it is that you're asking other people's opinions. Uh, are you, twi- you know, like, do I have to twist up like a pretzel for others? Can I say no to someone? Um, I know I went through a stage in my life where I simply didn't say no enough. So I had no free time. I was running around ragged, tired all the time because I was overdoing it and just couldn't say no. I mean, have you ever gone through something, a stage like that, Bethann? Yes, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to, so when you were talking about comparing, though, uh, the, it popped into mm-hmm. my head the saying, stop comparing your insides with other people's outsides. And I think that that's a really Ooh, good powerful statement. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important part of being authentic. (laughs) True. Yeah. And I mean, comparing yourself, it's like, who is your best friend, really? Your best friend should always really, truly be yourself and your spouse, if you have one, or boyfriend or love interest. It it should be where, I mean, the one thing I always ask myself is, if I were a princess, would I treat myself that way? And a lot of, if the answer is no, then I'm not doing it. You know, um, if somebody's asking me to do something outrageous that is out of my comfort zone, I have no problem saying no anymore or just getting them out of my life. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, it kind of brings me to the whole idea of knowing myself. And I know what um, we were talking about that earlier. Can you remind me? Oh, geez. Well, sure. I think it's you just know? so important. I think that you need to know yourself in order to be true to yourself. If you don't know what your values are, how do you know if you're in alignment with those values? Um, so I think that's really important to kind of go within and think about what's important to you. What what are your talents? Uh, what are your characteristics? Just knowing about yourself and why you tick and your character defects. Those are important to know also. You need to know your wants well, and your yeah. needs. And I think it's also really important that you can be comfortable being alone because ultimately, you know, we can get wrapped up in the comparing and the shallowness and the ego-based things, but we we have ourselves ultimately, and we need to go inside. We need to listen to ourselves, listen to our higher self. Well, yeah, and also I look at every day as I'm creating myself or I'm uncreating myself. So, and doing both. So, with the character defect issues is I'm uncre- I'm discreating or uncreating, that's a new word. <laughs> and am I copying someone else when I'm, when I'm going forth and creating? Or am I being authentically me? That so goes back to authenticity. And am I fully able to stand in my own power? Those are all the questions I tend to ask myself. I guess you know, I, I love the quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer, bless his soul in heaven, um, where he talks about 
would you basically, would you say that a tiger's stripes are in the wrong placement, that God put them in the wrong place? And uh, absolutely not. God does not create mistakes. Your, your stripes are where they're supposed to be, and you should be able to stand in the power of the ideas and your own creativity and, and be happy and proud of who you are. And knowing thyself is sometimes, you know, that's a difficult thing for anyone to really do. And it sounds so crazy, like know yourself. Like, of course I know myself. I've been with me every single moment of every single day of my life. But the bottom line is what that means is more in depth than just simply knowing, yeah, I'm five foot whatever, I've got this color hair. And it's knowing where you want to go, like you said. It's knowing where you're headed, and questioning everything. So what's an advantage that I have or what's a disadvantage that I have? And not being critical of the disadvantages, but looking at where and how you can fix or change whatever that is and seeing the parts of yourself that are truly blessings. So I always talk about, you know, flaming red hair. Of course, when you're a kid and you've got flaming red hair, you're going to get picked on. Um, So... For years and years and years, I've been bleaching my hair because I did not like it. It was horrible. But I've come to a point of acceptance now where it's like, you know what, this is me. This is how God made me. And and it's kind of a shallow thing, I know, but um, it's just like finally coming to terms with it. It's a beautiful thing. People, like, would just kill to have that color. So it's, um, it's something that's different about me, you know. What about you? Well, I wanted to, I really like the point that you were making about the undoing, because I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, we were not born thinking that we are to this or not enough that those are things that uh, we added on to ourselves as we learned and as we grow and as we formed opinions and compared ourselves to other people. So it's, it's an undoing of all of those things that we told ourselves and getting back to the original, no, we were born perfect and exactly as we were supposed to be right and, and i, love I think that, about <laughs> that oh you do what i love your red hair oh oh thank you i think it's yeah that beautiful. was just kind of the bane of my existence you know as a kid they people do really pick on you because it's different but it's not shallow that's not a shallow thing that's you know that's something very uh, real that you struggled with and was a theme in your life and that's very valid you know, oh, okay. and I'm really glad that you but that you overcame me, that and embraced it. Yeah. Well, it, it's just something that I guess was kind of, you know, you get picked on because of something that's different, and being able to be proud of something that's different is a complete paradigm shift. Um, and and loving yourself is a paradigm shift too. Uh, you were, I know, like you're like one of the people I know. I mean, I had been teaching you a very short time with the mediumship and we were in a public place and it was just like, okay, Beth Ann, I want to see you do a, let's see you do some mediumship here and just put you on the spot and bam. Like you got so many hits. It was so amazing. And you made me so proud. Not that I had the right, but um, it's just so amazing. And that brevity that you have, that's the wrong word, but that brave part of you, can you like share how it is that you became that? Or is it just naturally you or, it's amazing. I, I think that I think that it's it is a little bit of a characteristic that I've had, but more along the 
the lines of I've always just kind of been against the grain or a little bit rebellious. So, but I think that that's really served me well and I've been able to kind of evolve that into courage. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, things that can sometimes be character defects, sometimes as you get older and you grow and you learn, you can make them assets to your character instead of character defects. So I feel like that's kind of how it happened for me. And I think that it's also just really important to learn how to be vulnerable. I think that just putting yourself out there, just just owning things, just not being afraid to make a mistake, not being afraid to fail, mm-hmm. because if you never try, you you'll you can never mm-hmm. succeed either. And and also there's a gift in and failing and making mistakes. There's always lessons that you're learning there. So in that moment. Okay, so just kind of going back to some something that maybe you had some fears about. In that moment, would you say that it was easy for you to just step up and take the risk, or or what was your thought process while you go through something like that? Well, my thoughts were that I just had faith. I had faith that. Mm-hmm the prayer that I had asked for, which was to be an instrument and to be helpful and to give people healing and messages. I had faith that that was going to come through me. And Mm -hmm. if somebody said, no, I can't, that doesn't resonate with me or no, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, well, that's okay. Then Mm -hmm. maybe it's for somebody else and maybe then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a special situation, but I know, like, for me, going back to, you know, beginning mediumship readings and bringing through maybe the wrong person, which even can happen now after 20-plus years of doing it, um, is if someone's coming through and I'm getting the message, I know for a fact at this point that, without a doubt, that it's someone that's got a message. So I always just stick to that and, you know... That, that that kind of thing is kind of, um, I guess, kind of natural after a while. But when it comes to fear, I guess, it's kind of, I guess you probably didn't have any fear on that since you're a natural. But something that is, you're really, like, really afraid of, um, trying to think of an example, like, I don't know, like people that have gotten into massive car crashes and then getting back in the car and driving again. I know for me that was a huge deal. Because I know that that car just about killed me, you know, and then getting behind the wheel again. I, I guess it's like that old book. It's like to feel the fear and do it anyway. I don't know. What are your thoughts on fear? I know well, it, like, I think that the fear is safe, but mm-hmm. it's well, the most recent. Safe, but how do you get way there? that I can? Mm-hmm. The most recent way that I can uh, relate to that is that. It, it hasn't been too long that I've come out as a medium and have begun doing readings professionally. And that took a lot of encouragement from people in my life like Katie, because I was really kind of afraid. I didn't know what people, if people were going to have opinions on it or kind of attack me or be like, what a weirdo or, and also just, um, I'm a pretty private person. So just revealing something so, intimate about myself was really hard for me and I just had to be brave and and trust that there 
is a reason that I have this and that I do this work and it's not to keep it to myself and just occasionally use it because I'm too afraid to tell people. And that's what Katie, you know, that's what you told me, Katie, was that, that there's a reason for this and you, you have to just own it and you have to get out there with it. And if I go back to, I hope you don't mind my sharing because you're such a private person. I'm like the opposite, a polar opposite, like, here, here's my life on a plate. You can read all about it. Um, but it's it's so funny how when I, I remember the first time that I met you at, at a yoga studio, and there were so many people sitting around in a circle for this class, and you were so very, very quiet, and you seemed timid at that time to me. And I knew, I knew within you was this beautiful medium that was able to tap in so easily and so naturally and it was just so funny because if you would have told me then at that moment I mean I believe in all kinds of miracles and crazy but if you would have told me at that moment that we would be co-hosting like a radio show together I would have said no because she won't talk (laughs) so it was I mean it's just it's just very um, baffling how you really you kicked that fear to the curb but I'm trying to kind of put in words and articulate how, how is it that we get to that faith point of knowingness? I think that, like, for me personally, it's kind of testing the waters. Like, okay, well, I'm going to ask for this to happen. Please, you know, I'm sending out my, my vibes and asking the divine to assist me with this little teeny thing. And then seeing the results of that as I put myself out there a little bit. And inching forward in faith so that, you know, eventually those little teeny inches turn into big faith. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be okay. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a matter of, like, you know, I guess when you've had a lot of scary situations and things like that, or, or you're just natural at something, it's a lot easier. But, and most people aren't like that. Most people have real serious challenges in their life, and they... They lose faith because of losses and despair and bad jobs and abuse. And so how do we, like, inch by inch dig out of that with faith is kind of the big question that I'm kind of putting forth. So loving, loving ourselves and feeling sometimes the love of the divine flowing through for us so that when we can't love ourselves because things are so down, that we can kind of lean on Christ or lean on God to assist us um, in those times. So I don't know what your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what? I think that it's a choice that we need to make over and over and over. So I think we make the choice repeatedly to put faith above our fear and then we get afraid again and then we make the choice again. And I think that's part of just the steps of moving inch by inch is just doing that over and over. Yeah, good point. And I like that. It's just it's a continuous and also continually like loving yourself over and over. Because I know it naturally it doesn't come for a lot of people to love themselves. Um I even think people that that claim that they're oh I love myself, it's just you're just saying that and you you know, it's like a narcissism or something, psychosis, I don't know. Because it's not natural. It's natural for you to love a puppy or a baby. Um, but to love yourself, I think that's a lot more challenging when it comes right down to it. Absolutely. I wish that that was taught 
in school. You know, I think that kids are taught that they're special and they're given awards and things for not doing very much, (laughs) very many accomplishments. But that doesn't teach them how to love themselves because as soon as they, you know, don't win the soccer game, they're a mess. Because you know, because that doesn't actually teach them how to love themselves. But I think that right. you you know you made a good story too about things that have happened to people and it kind of molds us and shapes us. Um, I know that I can get caught up in my story. I can tell myself all of the reasons why mm-hmm. I am the way I am or all of the reasons why I'm afraid. And ultimately, I just need to drop my story and remember that I am just who I am in this moment. I'm not accumulation of all of these things that have happened to me. It's those mm-hmm. are just things that happened. That's not who I am. Well, and a lot of that is getting trapped in ego and going back to comparing, and it's a it's a secular. You know, it happens over and over again. Where it's like, okay, am I am I comparing myself to Susie Joe or whoever down the street, and my lawn isn't pristine and perfect like theirs? Oh my gosh, I'm comparing myself, and my life is very different than Susie Joe or whatever her name is down the road. So that's getting trapped in ego. I think people believe that the idea of ego is the person that has to have the perfect lawn and has to, you know, make sure that they don't have more than, you know, so much fat percentage in their diet. And I think that, like, taking care of yourself sometimes is looking at that person as being egotistical. But I believe for myself the judgment of other people is egotistical. So, like, if I am, well, not able to feel like I'm measuring up, I'm the one being egotistical, not the person that is whom I'm comparing myself to. Do you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because then I'm getting in the ego trap. Um, and I, I I, always say, you know, one of the things I, I've said to you probably more than once is physical exercise is pushing your body and making it uncomfortable for your body. Challenges in life are spiritual exercises to help make us more conscious and to make our spirits grow and to learn as we go through those challenges, yeah, you know what? I'm a freaking rock star. I got through that. I'm still alive and I'm stronger for it. So sometimes people can be spiritual exercises in our life, those uncomfortable people to be around. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on... Um, I guess the ego trap thing. Well, I think that, you know, we never really know what's going on with somebody else. We can, right. Well, sometimes we do because we're psychic, but that's not really fair. (laughs) (laughs) But really we don't know, we don't know the extent of somebody else's suffering. And I think that a lot of people don't really think about that. Um, and we can feel judged because we feel misunderstood. And especially, I think, I think there's a lot of our listeners that are like you and I, Katie, who kind of feel like mm-hmm. we're the outcasts, we're the weirdos. We don't really fit no, in no, no, no. Okay to society's norms, you know? We have our own tribe, and it's a beautiful tribe, and I'm glad I'm part of it. And I love our yeah. tribe. And, and then and once you own that, then you start, you start finding people and attracting people who match that with you. I mean, 
you and I are weirdos together and we have the same kind of sense of humor and we enjoy having the same types of conversations and reading about the same things. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so that's pretty amazing because it hasn't been that long in my life that I've embraced that and been able to find people that understand me in that way. Right. And I think that when you stand in your power, you attract your tribe as well. And I know that's kind of what happened for me is I just decided at one point, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to be more selective about who I'm teaching to. And I didn't, there were a lot of people that asked, and it's like, I'm sorry, but you're not part of my tribe. And, um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's like not everyone is meant to be a medium. And then, I don't know, it's like, I had all these conditions. It's like, okay, well, I'll be happy when these people come into my life. I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. I'll be happy when my bank account actually has a positive instead of a negative balance. I'm <laughs> just kidding. And then I'll be happy when, you know, this happens or that happens. And I stopped doing that and said, you know what? Screw this. I love myself. I'm going to be happy now. Tomorrow may not come. I might not wake up. So I think doing the I'm, I'm going to be happy now, I think that just changed everything. Do you know what I mean? It was, I say that a lot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it work. Um, yeah, I think that you have yeah. to drop your vision of what you think your life should be and the way that you think people should be behaving and realize that you really don't have any control over any of it. So just enjoy the ride and go with the flow. And you're a magical, wonderful being exactly as you are. How God made you, whatever that is, it was on purpose. Absolutely on purpose. Um, you know, I, I can love myself unconditionally now. Yeah, it's taken me almost 50 freaking years to get there, but that's okay. I'm not judging. I'm not judging me anymore. I just, I feel like so many people, especially women, and I know some men that do the same thing, but the bottom line is that you're okay, I'm okay, everything's okay. We just have to, you know, grin and bear it some days, let God carry us some days. But um, for the most part, we have blessed life. If we're listening to the, the Internet radio, that means we have Internet. That's a blessing. If you have a roof over your head, that's a blessing. And finding that gratitude, I think, helps lead us to that self-love, too. Absolutely. Uh, I really like um, the point that you were making about being, you know, finding your tribe and being in alignment. So what are some... So what do you feel like when you when there's something that's not a vibrational match for you, that's not an alignment with your authentic self? How do you know? Okay, so for me personally, I, I, I tend to have a feeling in my gut or in my heart. My heart center will kind of feel constricted or I'll feel like for some reason or another, like I'm not the people there in the situation or, you know, place. It could be a person, place, or thing, Right. If it's not in my vibration, I'll feel like I'm being stifled. In other words, and it's the same it's the same thing that I teach people to tell how somebody's telling the truth or lying. When I say my I this is a simple, simple test. When I say my name out loud, my name is Katie, it feels natural, it feels that's the truth, my heart expands, I don't feel any twinges anywhere. Our bodies never lie to us. If I say, my name is Matilda, okay, there's all of a sudden I feel a constriction. I feel, I don't feel authentic. And just really knowing thyself, 
as we always say, know yourself. I know what's me and what's not me. And I know if this car is for me or that car is not for me when I'm car shopping, which I've been doing recently. That's no fun. And I know, like, if I'm feeling a constriction around someone, and my issue is in when it comes to people sometimes, I a lot of times I'll get a first impression and I don't trust it. And then I'll be friends with them for a while. And then I'll either, A, get burned by this person, I didn't trust it, and then I'm kicking myself for not going, you know what, you knew this about them the whole time. But I still wanted to have that experience. And so that's okay. It's perfectly okay. And it's okay to learn the same lessons more than once. But it's not okay when it becomes abusive or, you know, something really horrible happens to you. It's like, and you knew better. That's when it isn't okay. But luckily, you know, we're talking little things here and there for me. But um, I know other people that have that problem where they don't, they knew better. And they'll say, you know what, I knew it. Why, or why didn't I know it? Well, you probably did know it. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, and it's okay to even, even if you knew that and you went forward with it anyway, you learned something mm-hmm. in the end, didn't you? Right. Or, or there, was some, there was some gift in it one way or the other, whether it oh, was... Of course you were put into a situation that you wouldn't have otherwise been put in or you met somebody that you wouldn't have otherwise met. There's always, there's always something there's no that you mistake. can get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're Absolutely. guided to, and you're kicking yourself later, there was a lesson in that. And in finding those, those lessons, they're so valuable. And those challenging situations or people or things or places, they are our spiritual lessons. And we learn through those lessons to grow and expand and love ourselves. And love's unconditional. I mean, truly, true love is unconditional. So even though I wreck my car or I, you know, do something really stupid, do I still love myself? Yeah, because I'm the only me I got. And that's not really why. It's more because of all of the assets and and the ripple effect that goes outward from the love that I share to those that know me and the love that I share to those animals that are in my life or, you know, the the ripple effect that comes out from one person is beyond measure. And I think people forget that. Every every single person on this planet is important, exactly how God created them. Um, oh, and know. you mentioned your I, animals, and I adore your animals, uh, by the way. <laughs> oh, come and see them. They're all laying around. We're going to go for a walk now, I think. <laughs> Dharma's, Dharma's wanting to put on what we call her bikini, and it's a, it's her bikini. We call it her bikini. It's a, you know, her little um, walk outfit that she has to wear. You know, put her little bikini oh. on. It's um, it's her harness, but it looks like a bikini because it's hot pink and light pink. So <laughs> we're um, we put her bikini on and then we go for a walk around the hood. So hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a beautiful night out, and I can't believe we have no callers. I think this is the first time ever. So oh. it's been a joy talking to you always, and I think that we're just about wrapping this up, huh? I think so. I would really. I hope our callers call us next week, though. I have gotten Absolutely. some new oracle cards, but I'm really excited about using these cards, and I feel like I'm going to be able to give our callers some really good messages with them. So hopefully... We'll we'll get back on our schedule. We were off for Thanksgiving. We were off for an illness. Yeah. And we'll be back on schedule, and everybody can give us yes, a call. Yes, we are. 
Absolutely. And it's just, I think that it's just amazing because I know we're on track with this. Uh, we happen to be looking at the same exact topic at the same exact moment. And when oh, we yeah. decided what the topic was going to be today, it was just like miraculous guidance. So we knew that we were on track with what we were going to talk about, even though it's just the two of us. I feel like we did, uh, the message went out to whomever was supposed to get it, and that makes me so happy that we could do that. That was pretty amazing, yes. I think that's so cool. So our topic will be next next week, but uh, I have a feeling we're both going to know it. It's going to hit both of us at the same exact moment, and it will be for someone out there listening. And we're just so thrilled that we can bring these messages through. I also wanted to mention that we will be adding some mediumship to the call. So if you have a loved one on the other side that you want to connect to, we do want you to call and we encourage you to join our community. It's a really cool tribe, and we can't wait to get to know you. So have a wonderful afternoon. And you can find me at katiestarns.com. Yeah, I can say my own name. And Beth Ann, <laughs> you can find her at Greetings by VA. Sorry. Yep. readingsbyda.com. And thank you all so much. Afternoon. We love you. Go See you next week. Yeah, and if you guys can't love yourselves, we'll love you for you. Have a great and wonderful week, and we'll be back next Thursday. Ciao, ciao, y'all. Bye, everyone. <laughs>